Hi, I'm Nat. And I'm Lizzie. Welcome to The Third Space, a podcast for youth workers, by youth workers, to talk about the highs and lows of working with young folks in spaces outside of school and home. Awesome. So today we're going to be talking about graduations and transitions, um, which is timely given the time of year um, and that we have just gone through graduation season um, and are transitioning lots of young folks in lots of ways. Um, And so we're going to start off with our check-in for today, um, which is thematically what your graduation song was. And maybe if you want, like, what your ideal graduation song would be, but you don't have to say that. Um, So we'll do the usual names, pronouns, and your graduation song. Are you ready to go? I am. I need to do a little bit of research online. So I am – hi, I'm Nat. (laughs) My pronouns are they, them. And I am of an age – where I think our graduation song when I was graduating from senior year of high school was able to actually be vitamin C's graduation song. Um, As we go. No, I'm not singing (laughs) it with you. (laughs) For our listeners at home who couldn't see Lizzie do a countdown (laughs) and look really expectantly (laughs) at me. I thought you were supportive. No, just because it was our song doesn't mean i mean i could never sing regardless um but what year yeah no dang um i thought green days time of our no not good riddance yes good riddance yes good riddance um was my eighth grade graduation song but it actually came out in 97 so just a hair too late for that um but I do appreciate that vitamin C has like persisted through the ages <laughs> because here we are like 20 years after the fact. And I hear I'm not singing the song um, that it's still going strong, uh, particularly for like middle school and junior high graduations. It's true. It's true. How about your graduation songs, Lizzie? I'm Lizzie. My pronouns are she and her. Um, I don't remember my high school graduation song outside of pomp and circumstance, but I graduated with a class of like a thousand people. So I'm not sure we had a graduation song Mm -hmm. in the traditional sense, but I do remember my eighth grade graduation song. And for that, we most definitely had good riddance by green day and felt a lot of big feelings about it. I think there might have been a vote. Um, so it was a lot of eighth graders with a lot of big moody feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, enjoying some green day. See, I'm really confused now because I could have sworn that I remember like a photo montage because you can't have graduation season without a photo montage. Sorry, did I cut you off? You're no, like, I'm I'm enjoying the discussion of a photo montage. I did have a camp photo montage of the one year that I went, one of the years I went to sleepaway camp that may have involved vitamin C. Yeah. But I swear I'm remembering like a photo montage, two green days, good riddance. But that couldn't have been the timeline doesn't work. We'll never know. No. We'll never know. Actually, we could know. I could probably find some friends from that time in my life. But for our listeners at home, it will remain <laughs> forever a mystery. Or I could report back. Great. <laughs> And today, we are lucky enough to hear from Lizzie talking on graduation and transition stuff. Yeah. So I thought we would use this as a little before and after story Mm. um, to talk about how we learn through trial and error and we grow from our poor planning in the past. Youth workers' Um, favorite way to learn. It's so true. I like to say that I am an experiential learner, Mm -hmm. um, which is code for like, I really screwed up and then do better next time. Um, Particularly around the graduation ceremony for our youth leaders in the program that I run. Um, So the, this, we just finished our third fourth school year question mark in your time fourth school year well it's no it's the fourth school year of our leadership program 
Oh. I started the leadership program. And so it's the fourth school year of our ending that we just finished. And so the first year that we closed out, I was like very thoughtful because it was also like my first year of like being like a for real youth worker out in the world for like full time. And so I was really thoughtful. We also had a much smaller group. So we did like a closing craft. We made like little stained glass votive decoupage things it was very cute we took a group photo i have the polaroid it was awesome people shared about what was meaningful to them it was great and my second year in the program we were larger like almost double the size um but we did those numbers look like well the first year i think i had six maybe or something like that and the second year i maybe had 10 between 10 and 12. Um, and so the second year I was like, wow, that was so cute, but like, we can't do the same thing, but we had did like an end of year barbecue. And so I pulled everybody aside at the end of your barbecue to do like a closing circle and, um, used it as an opportunity, but we were so small enough that like a closing standing circle still felt like sufficiently ceremonial. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did an activity that I saw once when I was an intern, one of my um, youth work youth work models used the idea of a person standing in the middle of a circle and having folks on the outside of the circle share two or three words or phrases mm-hmm. that um, make that you think of when you when the person who's in the circle res- like when they're standing there, what you think of when you think of them, like what you've taken away from them, maybe what you've learned from them, what they've brought to you, um, which is a lovely activity. It's a, it's a really good practice for young folks in receiving, mm-hmm. um, like receiving love because mm-hmm. they're asked not to respond. Um, and so they just turn around in the circle and everyone shares all their like muffiny feelings and it's like very lovely and cute. And so we did that. I also didn't have a ton of seniors. I think I only had two or three that year. Um, who are graduating. So we did this like circle exercise and it was like lovely and outdoors and beautiful. Then last year, um, I just straight up forgot. We were at that point, I had closer to like our actual number, like what our cap is, which is like 18 young people. So my program had grown a lot. I had way more young people. We had a lot of our graduating seniors were folks that I just like wasn't necessarily as connected to or like who had been because of like lots of other things they were involved in had come to programming less and which is like not shade on those young folks. They just were involved in a lot of other things. And so, um, and we had for the first ever time planned this very large community facing event Um, and which far exceeded the attendance that we had originally planned. So I had originally planned for there to be, you know, like, a large event with like 40 to 50 people and it turned into an event with like over a hundred people. And so it just turned into this like whole big thing. And so I was just like totally distracted. Um, and just like, and we ended up planning it for the last day of our programming, mostly to ensure that youth leaders would be there. But what that meant was that of course I didn't actually plan any opportunity to do any kind of closing ceremony whatsoever. And so therefore I had this moment of realization in the middle of this event that I was like coordinating. I had this moment of realization of like, Oh my God, we didn't do any transition or closing or graduation or anything. Um, so I pulled everybody upstairs into a different room and we like kind of tried to do the same thing, but like a, I was so not present because I was like running this event. Like we had a lot of people graduating. So it wasn't like a stand, the space was not conducive to a standing circle. We were like squished. It was just like, it was just like a total youth worker fail. It was just like, man, I really screwed that up. We had a really like a volunteer that young people were really close to who was leaving and I didn't even think about it. So I didn't do anything for them. And like, it was just a disaster. It was just like not a good situation. So this year, here's where we get to the after. This year, I was determined not to repeat my my error. And so I wanted to be really thoughtful about like a transitional object for our graduating seniors, but also like 
wanting to recognize the folks that were still there and all of the work that we'd done together this year and sort of help them transition from one year to the next at the same time that I was trying to like hold our seniors who were graduating. I had a lot of seniors graduating this year who had been with my program for three years. So which was this is the first time for the most part I'd had folks who'd been in my program that long, um, particularly during some of its like most formative times like going through a merge process and all of those other things and so it was this like huge moment of just like oh my god like I'm going to do all the things like I need to like care for everybody's feelings and it was great um so we used a half of a meeting which for us our meetings are three hours so we used a full 90 minutes Mm -hmm. just to do graduation and transition we did um we started off with like recognition of everybody's work so we talked about like what every we're split into teams so what all of our teams had done and all the things they had accomplished and we like round of applause for all of them and we talked about um i took a moment to recognize our volunteers that work in our programs our intern that works in our program the other staff member who works in our program um and so we kind of started in that place then i used it as an opportunity to do a leadership transition so we had um like exec members who are transitioning out of their role of leading teams. And so our graduating exec members literally passed their transition plans. They had like written out little transition Mm. plans and words of wisdom on paper and literally like passed over their transition plans. And there was this very cute thing that happened where people started kneeling as if they were being knighted, which I really enjoyed. Um, That was spontaneous. That was not planned. Um, And that was very sweet. which I think was like, I think because it was so tangible, really offered this opportunity for our new exec members to be recognized. Last year, I hadn't even chosen the new exec members prior to this meeting. So there was no opportunity. Like the none, they couldn't even be acknowledged. Um, So we had the exec transition and then we transitioned into, uh, we like kind of moved into the last part, which was about recognizing our seniors. But guess what I made for them? Because this was awesome. So me and the other staff member that I worked with, we made um, we made pillows for them, like little like accent pillows that we. So I call young people magical sunshines all the time. So when they like walk in the into program or walk in the door, I'm like, hello, magical sunshine. Um, which in truth, originally I think started because I wasn't very good at remembering names. Um, but I mean, right. Um, but I think also it's just like wanting to sort of represent that this is a positive place and that I like am excited to see them and all of those pieces. And so um, so I always call them that. So on the pillow, we I created a stencil using stencil paper, which is very cool, but very hard to cut. Um, you need an exacto blade and like some real force of will. Um, made a stencil that like outlined this like hello magical sunshine and spray painted the pillows. Um, and and so for every senior instead of doing a standing circle because now there were with the adults in the space we had more like 25 people um so it was a lot of people so instead of doing a standing circle we went through the seniors i had taken the time to write all of the seniors a card so there was like a opportunity for me to be present while writing something um they had the the seniors had the opportunity to say something if they wanted to although it's like no pressure but if they wanted to share like what the space had meant to them or what they had gotten out of it or whatever um and then we did the same thing where people went around the circle and shared two or three words to describe that person which kept it moving because you know people can pontificate um and and for the most part people stuck to that i had the biggest issue with adults um struggling to stick to that plan um and people did that and we kind of went through all of the seniors and then we got to the end i would hand them their card and their pillow and everyone would like clap it out for them and it was like really cute and we made it through everybody within a pretty reasonable time frame and then i had brought sharpies so that they could sign the backs of their pillows so they got this like pillow which if they were going to college they could like take and put in a dorm room um which most of my young folks were so that was like kind of cute um and then everyone could sign the back and it was sort of like a memento um of that time and it was just like very cute um and i was really proud of it i mean i think it just was like awesome like i felt like young people were emotional but not uncontained like it wasn't totally like ah like there was no like sobbing there was like tearfulness but not like 
uncontrolled. I felt like I definitely picked the order. I told them it was random, but I lied. Um, <laughs> I definitely picked an order to like start with a person that I knew people would have a lot of really like nice things to say mm-hmm. about the people really close to you, and then went to folks that people were less close to, and then crescendoed mm-hmm. to echo the natural crescendo of the feelings mm-hmm. that people have. Um, and I was just really proud of it, and I think it was a really good transition for them but also like allowed me to be present in a transition um which i think made it more meaningful so i was really proud of it so i'm sharing that story today yeah well and it also like hearing you talk about that reminds me of the intentionality and planning so like to back up like i am not always that great at like graduations and closers, I think I I think the young folks that I work with most often are really good at honoring like traditions of the past. But you know, to do that compare and contrast that you did reminds me a lot of the compare and contrast of um, the five day youth leadership camp that we run and what that looks like last year. Mm. compared to what it looked like the year before Mm. (laughs) when Mm. the closing circle (laughs) right right because we because every year at the last day of camp right like we make a huge circle which i mean when you're talking like what 50 60 young folks like plus grown people right right. it's huge a lot of people close to 100 probably right right and I think historically to continue the traditions that have happened in that space, it's, you know, we pass the little megaphone and the yarn and ask folks to, to speak on what like they're taking away from camp or what camp has meant for them. And two years ago, the last time we had less structure, um, it divulged a bit. Uh, devolved devolved yes yes well when you share something right but i i do want to i do want to pause i think to recognize the strengths of that i think one of the things i love about that closing circle which for folks who have not seen the yarn the closing circle yarn Mm -hmm. in the past it's a really great tool it's really cheap um and Mm -hmm. it's a really cheap way to make a transitional object right so like recognizing how important transitional objects can be for people um that it's just like when people go around and share something about the space or what it's meant to them or can respond to a prompt and you pass around like a literal thing of yarn. And then at the end, you can either tie the two ends together to like make a complete circle and then cut it into sections. But at the end of the whole thing, everybody gets a a piece of the yarn, um, which then they can take with them or like tie as a bracelet or tie on their bag or Mm -hmm. whatever um, as like a representation of the circle of the group, which is a lovely lovely activity the part that got a little out of control is the sharing like the uncontained sharing of what what the space meant to them right which i think we walked away from that experience what in 2017 and was like wow we really need to think through that again because a it then spills over in terms of time Right. Like we have parents starting to arrive to pick up their campers and starting to come into that space. Right. And it just like to your to your point of the fact that all transitions have a natural crescendo, like then you just have a bunch of like sobbing campers. something you know like and it and it ups because like if the person before me goes and they're like at a seven and like kind of tearful, then I may, yeah, it's just, it becomes a lot. And so last year we focused that a lot more. Like we, we gave them a, a worksheet to work on. The day before. I mean, they've had, they had it in their camper packets the entire time, but we gave them specific time during the last full day of programming to say like take some time answer these questions you will share one of these tomorrow in our closing circle and i can't report what that looked like because i was charged with going to wrangle parents in the parking lot so but you were were you there for the whole closing circle last year 
I was. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I think like one of the the benefits of creating a little bit more structure, right, and not allowing people to not think about it, I think it also allows young people to be more thoughtful in what they say. Because I think what mm-hmm. we observed in the year prior was that people um, not intending to at all, right, they're just like in their big transition feelings of like this place that I love so much is ending, I'm going right. to go back to my other life and whatever, but I right. think ended up saying things that were exclusive or hurtful or mm. not, and again, not intentionally so, but I think could, could were interpret some, in some ways, I think interpreted by other people as being like, oh, well, you're only talking about these people or you were closer mm. with these, like, like, right, a lot of specific call outs to specific people who were impactful um versus like talking about the experience in general or talking about how they were impacted um which i think was a struggle but i also think like then it's like scary to be in front of 100 people and just have to start talking in this like very emotionally charged space with people who you may or may not have closer relationships with so i'm just thinking about like in our transition like i didn't necessarily like prep them for the fact that they were gonna have to talk right i but because it was so much more contained in terms of a space, right? Even just like it was in a room with right. closed doors. Right. I had previous, which this was another foresight moment that I was very proud of. I texted. So our environmental controls are not in the space that I work in, are not controlled on site. You have to text our tech guy off site to get the, and like to make it hotter or colder. And so I pre-texted him to tell him to make it colder in there because I knew people were going to be in big feelings and get hot. And I wanted to be able to close the doors to create like containment. Um, I was very proud of that. Yeah. Um, Thank you. (laughs) But I think like literally when we do the closing circle at camp, it's literally in a field. Like there is literally no containment. Right. Um, No shade. Right. No. It's hot. There are bugs. People have not slept. Like all kinds of things that make it really hard, I think, for people to be focused. But I I think that part of the, I think not, and I don't think just like, but I think having big feelings with no focus and no containment is easily overwhelming yeah and then it's like stage fright i think there's also like people get anxious they start talking they don't remember what they've said they're like word vomit word vomit everywhere like all of that stuff um which i think can be really challenging but i think in this case i also i really appreciated taking the time to write cards yeah because it's so interesting to facilitate a space like that I think because you're in a facilitator role, right, you're automatically removed. Like you have to be, right, because you're Mm -hmm. holding this space. And so you can't just like sit in the big feelings with everybody else. You have to like hold the big feelings, which means that like then when young people were having these big feelings, right, and like coming up to me afterwards and being like, this was so great, like, right, like they're in this place. And like, I can't act like my stuff is like cut off Mm -hmm. because I can't access it. And I think like, and also like not wanting to react more to one young person than another, right? right. Like trying to keep my own response yeah. level. Right. Like right. I don't want to show favoritism, mm-hmm. even though I may feel more impacted or less impacted by some people graduating. But I do think that's interesting. We should talk about that. I'm curious. Um I'm curious about like how other folks think about or manage our feelings about when young people graduate or transition out of programs. Um, Cause it's like, can be really sad. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I just get, I guess I very, as you know, I very quickly moved to a space of like, well, what's next? And not just like, what's next for our programming, thinking about the folks who are still there and all the potential new members who mm-hmm. can come in, but then also like what's next for them. And like, whether that's like, like college or like regardless, like typically not like holy, you're like talking about a group of, of folks who are, who are like really passionate and and driven towards like leaving the world better than how they found right. well, it. Well, especially right? in youth leadership programming. Right. Right. Um, 
that can be true. Although I do think this year, one of the things I was really grateful about making those pillows was that the process of making them Mm. was like a way for me to process my own stuff, right? About like, I think expressing all of these like big loving feelings that I have towards them about like how excited I and like how excited I am for them. I, Cause I do feel that way. Right. I also feel like the loss of their skills in our programs, right? Yeah. Like we had a lot of really strong folks leave too. So that was a bummer. Um, but I also think about like, especially when folks leave program and not who are not youth leaders, right. Who may be transitioning out of programs into situations that are not necessarily better than where they were or that are not necessarily particularly driven or like likely to go on to do bigger and better things. I think actually that's one of the things that makes youth work, youth leadership work in some ways, I think more like easier for me, like is to Mm -hmm. know that the next thing is better. Like it does feel like they're sort of moving up. Like there's this trajectory versus even like when I think about our support groups, which are like mostly like, like social support, right? They're peer to peer. They're not like, they're not highly therapeutic or anything, but like we have young folks that leave those programs where I'm like, Oh my God, like you're going to go like quote unquote adult now. Right. Who are not ready. Right. And don't have the skills to be successful or be successful in a particular way that maybe they want to be. Right. Right. Or maybe like they have, they have ideas of what that's going to look like. And the hope is that they have the supports around in order to actualize that. Right. Well, and sometimes, you know, they don't like, and I think that's really hard when you're having to like set a boundary around what you can and can't do. to support them when they leave. Right. Especially because if for several years you've been their trusted adult person who, right? Like who they go to for all the questions and how do I find this? And this is what I need. And no one else is helping me access that. Right. Well, and I think about this a lot in the context of, so we, in the program that I run, we have a young adult group, but Mm. the resources available to our young adults, which is like our high school grads and older, um, there's just less support there. Like, right. Like there's less, like a lot of, particularly for our high school and middle school programming, there's a lot of like wraparound. So there's a lot of like tracking on folks through program and like checking in with people and like we're very connected with people's families and so there's Mm -hmm. like checking in with parents if we need to and if it's appropriate and like all of that stuff and then they leave that sort of like hyper connected space and sort of transition into this young adult space and part of the reason why it's not as intensive is just because we don't have the resources so it's not that like i but it's also because they're older and so at a certain point like have to be more self-sufficient yeah, well, but do you see, I mean, how long has that young adult group been in existence? I'm sorry, I guess the question that I'm actually asking is, are a lot of those folks, folks who have come through the other groups, in which case, do you have relationships with their families or their parents or, right? That Right. Well, they're starting to be. So like this, what's interesting about mm-hmm. my programs, which is the story that I almost shared, um, is that we've expanded quite a lot. And so what we used to offer versus what we offer now is different. So Mm -hmm. like there were also young people that started in our middle school group who wanted to transition into a high school group, but we didn't yet have a high school group that that young person would have been a good fit for because for a period of time, we were only serving some high school students and not all in the same ways. Um, And so and so I like, and there's one young person, I think about her all the time. I have this one eighth grader who left that program and, and never came back to my programming. And I like, which is a real bummer because they were dope, but also right. like, I feel like both they could have benefited a lot from our programming, but also we could have benefited a lot from their participation. Like right. I think our groups would have been stronger had they been there, but at the time we just didn't have anywhere for them to go. Right. Um, and since since then, that's changed, right? We've opened up a lot of different spaces. And I think 
one of the things that I'm noticing is that our young adult group is increasingly having folks who were in our high school programming who are circling back to that group. Mm. Um, it wasn't the case when it started, but it is starting to be more right. and more. And most commonly it is young people who have the fewest supports because our young folks with the most supports are, and like the most skills are the ones who are going away to school. Right. And so the people who are not going away to school are the ones with the fewer supports right. or like the greater needs, like in whatever set of reasons, right. you know? Um, and so, and so I am seeing that sort of increased kind of turnaround or people who go away to school and come back for holidays and want to come somewhere. Are they right. like all of those things, you know, but then recognizing that the program that the group that they're going to is not going to be like the program that they remembered in a lot of ways. Right. And so feeling some like, and hopefully it'll get there. Like that would be great. But like I learned when I was in grad school from the best, one of the best grad school classes I ever took, it was harm reduction, um, about like a model of program development that talks about the center of your program and who is the center of your program. And sometimes people are not in the center of your program. And so like the services they get are not going to be as comprehensive as whoever's in the center. And the center of my program is middle and high school students. Right. And so like- right. I don't know. And that's, that's hard when people transition out of that center space. Yeah. Well, and this isn't like holy, cause I mean the, the work that we do with our youth leadership work or even in our like broader, right. Isn't, isn't as like direct or focused or all encompassing as, as the work that y'all do. But I, I think that idea of, of like having a touch point, having a space to return to like on breaks from school and things like that is why I am currently in the process of trying to build out an alumni network Right. and being like, you know, like, cause now I've seen maybe like three or four graduating classes come through. Um, and and I just haven't had like really like the time or space to try and make that happen. And so now we are and we're just, and like, it's only two days a year, right? It's right. like semi-annual events, like one event in June and one event in December where hopefully we'll be able to reach critical mass. But it's like, hey, like come and just we'll buy some food and come and meet the current, you know, like youth leaders in this space and share some of the cool projects that you did and, and tell us what you're like, what awesome things that you're up to now and, and, and trying to build in a bit of like intergenerational work there as well, even if it's only like through this one digital space or these two events throughout a year. Well, and I think in my own programming, I've thought about something similar, which is thinking about like how our alumni audience is different, right? Than like other folks who may be in a similar age bracket, like age isn't the only way to look at young people. Right. Right. Um, and so thinking about those pieces too. So like started doing thinking similarly about engaging folks who may, who are circling back just for that touch point versus people who are circling back because they're looking for right. additional support services and trying to sort yeah. of like decipher what's what I think there. Um, but I guess I'm curious, um, you know, thinking back to the sort of theme of our conversation and graduation transitions. I mean, I know I shared my, my, my glorious story of this year's graduation gone right. Um, but I'm curious about, um, other moments or other experiences that you've had where you feel like, a graduation or transition has worked well or like what other sort of like thoughts, tools, ideas around graduations and transitions that you might have. Yeah. I mean, as you were talking, I also actually, it didn't occur to me until you just asked that you posed that question, but um, the process that you employed this year reminds me a lot of the residential program where I used to live, or where I used to live, where I used to work, <laughs> where young folks used to live. Do we um, live and work? What do we yeah, do? I mean, huh? you know, work-life balance. 
in my earlier versions of myself, I had even less of that than I do now. Um, but, but it was also like, we would typically invite as, uh, as a client or, I mean, they were all men. So like as a young man was, was moving on, whether into, actually, I think it was like when they were leaving the, the agency. So whether they were like aging out or just like moving into um, another organization for independent living, um, there would be a, like a send off party essentially. Well, like they would come to a staff meeting and there would be like a gift and reflection. And it was similar, like each of the staff members would reflect to this person, like what their shared time together, like something that they were taking away from their presence or like one, like one thing that they were like grateful for um, having had their presence in the program, right? Um, which again was structure that existed before I got there. And now I'm just like, oh, you had it right there. Like you could have brought that <laughs> with you to other places. Cause um, like currently it, I, I don't feel like our, our current youth leadership program has a lot of structured transition or graduation. I mean, a lot of our graduating seniors work throughout the summer to to plan this camp that we hold um and then there is this rolling tradition of the last night of camp when we're at the big camp talent show um a bit of a send-off there to the tune of bohemian rhapsody um but that has also looked very are you going to sing this song? No. Oh. <laughs> no, I just come in during the drum break um, when we're at camp. But we, yeah, that that too was, was, I think, like started spontaneously at the hands of a youth participant and then has just kind of grown from there. But then similar to the closing circle process, like had reached a point where it was just like, right, like we need to try and find some containment for this. And... I think we're able to implement that very, very well last year, right? Where it, um, you know, there was some like structure, I think like some collaborative scripting of, you know, like let's say a few words about each member, let's talk about what their next steps are and, and do this for everyone. And then we can all engage with this like really awesome musical send-off um but i'm thinking a lot as as i each year try to strengthen the the programmatic structure and like thinking through like how do we interview and onboard folks and so like how do we open that container and then like close it um starting to think more about and i think especially now that we have like a a blending of professional families and planning this camp, right? Like what would it look like to have a program specific closing ceremony for the year to do that more internally before we embark mm. on this, this more collaborative process of, of working on camp. Right. Um, yeah. Well, and I'm thinking, you know, the particularly because camp is so present at this time right. we're talking a lot about it because it feels very impending and present um very much impending yeah but but i do think it's a good example of of a very large project that is contained so like right, right. so much of our youth work is at least in my role is ongoing. I see young people for years at a time before they leave programming, right? These, these transitions and the graduations like happen every year, but it's, it's not the same young people every year. Right. Um, and that so often it's that it's, and it's planned, right. We know that it's coming for the most part, not all the time. Right. Um, I feel like that's a different episode <laughs> about unplanned transitions or unplanned oh, exits. Yeah. Um, in lots of ways, right? Like whether that's because of 
a termination or whatever. But I think um, it's also been a really interesting opportunity, I think, for us as the adults who facilitate spaces to think about our own need for transitions and our own need for like graduation ceremonies um, for ourselves. And we've talked about that a little bit this year um, around trying to implement um, not just, you know, like a better evaluation process or a better like whatever, which of course, like we're always doing, right? We recognize that programming is always iterative. We learn from what we do, experiential learner, case in point. but also that like we ourselves need to graduate, like we ourselves need to be given permission to like level up in some way, like to celebrate all the work that we've done and then be like, okay, and like now we're gonna do something different or like we're gonna do the same, like do it again, but uh, better to quote the boppet of my childhood. <laughs> um, but like, and so thinking about that for ourselves and thinking about like having our own, like basically like graduation party, right? Like our sort of like end of the camp year celebration. Um, and in fact, as one will come to learn, we're coming up on my favorite holiday of the year, which is the new fiscal year um, <laughs> on July 1. Um, and I've planned that for my own staff, like something similar that celebrates like all of the work that we've done this year, um, which is part reflection and evaluation, but I think also just like a, whoa, we did it, um, which is so much about what graduations and transitions are really about, right? Is like recognizing all the things that have happened and the contributions and that it meant something. Well, and so can I ask what is there? So you've talked a little bit about, right, and and really more so, well, graduations and transitions, but really for your graduating seniors coming out of your youth leadership program, are there any, what's the word? Like rituals? Yeah, not trade, I'm not looking at trademark. That's not the word I'm looking for. Something. I don't know. I rituals don't. is the word that's coming to me. But like, sure. are there rituals around folks that are not in youth leadership programming? Well, or yeah. So like if they transition, like you said, like for the your middle school muffin, who then was going to like at the end of a group cycle, is there anything indicating that they are that this session is coming to an end and that there's a new? Um. Not nearly in a structured way, um, which I think is a bummer. I think that's definitely something that I want to look at for the upcoming years to be more thoughtful about that. Um, I mean, we do. So as a part of our um, kind of like model of programming, we do what are called end of year meetings with everybody um, who is a quote unquote member in our programs, um, which Mm -hmm. just means that they have done an intake meeting. Um, for the most part, and that they're like a participant in some of our regular programming. And all of those people are invited to do an end of year meeting, which is short, 15 to 30 minutes with a staff member. It's a one-on-one meeting to talk about like how things are going. But a part of that conversation is about next steps in programming. Um, And I think part of the reason why there isn't something formalized is because everybody's next steps are so different. And for the like... I would push that. That feels formal to me. Like even having an end of year meeting, right? Like, so it's not at the end of a group cycle, but you're It's still... just not, it doesn't, well, yes. I mean, I think their, their transition in terms of the program is acknowledged in some way. There right. is no public group acknowledgement in Got the it. same way. I mean, the groups themselves close, right? Like right. we always do a closer closing activity of some kind at the end of every group session. We all, I mean, like that stuff happens, but I think because of the nature of youth work where summers themselves are so flexible, yeah. it's really hard to think about if we were going to do something more public, like not public, but like group oriented, right. when would that be? Right. Um, and so we have historically done kind of like a larger, like community engagement, public facing event in June, um, which was sort of also thought to be like kind of an internal culminating event, but it hasn't ended up really serving that role. Um, So we've also tossed around doing something at the end of the summer as like a send off and back to school, kind of like transition back into programming. Um, But yeah, I think we really struggled with that. I think that's an area for us to grow um, is to think about what do those transitions look like for folks who, particularly for people who are going through big transitions like graduating high school or graduating eighth Eighth grade grade. which feels really big to them and going to high school and um and wanting to acknowledge those broader transitions 
But I also can sometimes see, and I've observed this with young people, that it's also kind of reassuring to them, particularly for our eighth graders, that like nothing here is changing, actually. Everything here is basically still the same. Still the same staff members. You're still going to be like, it's all still the same building. Like we're not like none of that is happening. So I actually think for them, it's kind of helpful. But especially for our folks who are transitioning into young adulthood in a lot of ways, I think marking that in some way would be helpful. Well, and to that point, I, I imagine that for for your young adult group of folks who, who who are returning, who have been engaged in programming and then are continuing to to be in that group is similar, right? Like here is a space that offers like support and comfort and it's a safe space, right? Right. Well, and I've thought about doing something like a welcome new people kind of thing Mm. with our young adult space of like having some kind of structured opportunity where all the new people go together because it's a, my young adult group is a drop-in group. So part of our challenge there is around numbers and consistency. Um, So I have thought about doing something like that as a way to sort of like pull them through, right? So it's not just like pushing you out from behind, but also we're pulling you forward um, as well. So those are things that we've, we've sort of tossed, I've kicked around in my head, but haven't made, haven't made happen yet. Right. Um, So yeah. Are there any, any last, last thoughts about graduations or transitions that you want to share or think about or talk through? Are you ready to graduate? Oh my goodness! From this episode, you know, just <laughs> perpetual kudos and and snaps for really bomb programming that you run. I mean, a lot of great programming is run. And on that note, I guess we'll transition into the checkout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, full disclosure, taking a note from the theme um this year is the first year i'm piloting exit interviews for our own youth leadership members uh so this is a question taken from their exit interview um so lizzie if you could change three things about graduation or transition processes experiences what have you what would those three things be Um, if I could change three things, I think, well, the first thing that I would change, even in my perfect graduation process this year, um, I know perfection is a social construct. Um, one of the things that I did that I wish I had not done, um, is that I scheduled an intake with a new youth leader right afterwards. And I, it was a day of back-to-back of those, so it wasn't, like, out of the realm of possible for that day, but I wish I had not done that, and I wish I could have just, like, and, ended on that note. Yeah. Um, and I think it would have allowed me to be, I think, even more present for our young folks, um, which I wish I had done that. So mm-hmm. that is one. Um, the other thing – well, I feel like I've, I've said mine, but I'm thinking a lot about um, – the transitions for folks who are not in our youth leadership program, whose year is less defined, like their program year is less mm-hmm. clear that they participate more on a session by session basis and less on a year by year basis, which makes it harder to, to acknowledge those transitions that they go through um, the big life transitions um, and those kinds of graduations and make sure that they get a space to graduate also um, in the context of our work. Um, and um what else would i change i think um i think i would change the sort of like i don't know i'm trying to think about how to say what i want to say like the way that, um, or I guess I, I don't know that I want to change it. I want to think about, let's just say it that way. I want to think about, um, the ways that our broader staff team, that's not just me, is involved in our transitions mm-hmm. and graduation ceremonies. Um, 
holding sort of the both end of that, like, I think, right, like, I've been there for a long time, like, long, not long, but, like, longer Mm -hmm. time um, than other folks, but also, like, recognizing that I also want to give other people the sort of space to do that kind of transitioning and graduating, too, and just trying to think about, like, what is the right balance there? I don't have an answer. I'm just thinking about it. Yeah, no, that's real. Um, How about you? Yeah, I think... So in previous iteration, similar to your pillows, um, in previous iterations of our youth leadership program, there were tangible takeaways that seniors got as they were leaving the program, um, capes specifically. And whereas, like superhero capes, yes, just to like, give others yes, some context. Yes, like superhero capes. Um, and whereas I don't know if I would specifically wants to bring those back I do think it is like very cute and muffiny to have a tangible something to take away from um, a program culmination to to reflect on and celebrate and so um, that is something that I am excited to change moving forward um, and I, I guess I already commented on this earlier too but but also the thought of of what does it look like to do a hard like end, like a closing and explicit transition kind of at the beginning of summer when the school year is ending and just treat summer program as its own standalone thing. Right. Um, which I think is made all the more like complicated right now because our, timelines are very kind of like disjointed whereas like right our youth leaders are continuing through summer um we have some americorps vistas who are on their way transitioning out and so like timeline like it just feels like perpetual (laughs) like transitions and so um the hope being that we are eventually moving to a kind of universal september through august programming run and what might it look like to kind of treat transition as an organization wide process versus just something for the youth leaders or whatnot. Um, So I think I'm, I'm thinking about how that might change in the future as well. Um, And one thing I just like kind of perpetually need to get better at, want to get better at as a human is um, this feels akin to the tangible takeaway, but I know for me it feels like something separate. So like I use like little graduation cards or like notes or right, like at camp, the warm fuzzies, like just getting better at being able to... um, give some like personalized mm-hmm. communications mm-hmm. as well. Um, because I know like I'm all too quick to fall on the like, well, when like I'm, I'm not very good at like creating the time for things that I find are important. And I would like to just generally improve upon that. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for talking about graduations transitions with me. Yeah. Um, and that's it for this episode of the third space. We hope you'll be back next time for our episode on my favorite topic, which is strategic planning in honor of the new fiscal year, FY20. Um, we'd love to have listener questions and ideas on future episodes. So please send us your brilliance and a voice memo to info at air and Um, thanks youth workers. We see you. We appreciate you. You rock. <laughs>